0: What gives you the confidence, I think this is remarkable, to start your own 300-hour training?
1: Uh, super easy. This is the training I wanted. I didn't sit there and go like, I mean, if you ask me what gives me the confidence, now you go into imposter syndrome and all that. Like, I just basically was like, I'm going to build build the training that I wanted. You know, and I built the training and then it was like, people wanted it too. And that was like, that's from the beginning. I've just always just like put my head down, share my work and trust that people have the same questions that I do.
0: This is Maestro on the Mic, a podcast designed to help you change your mindset guys maestro here and welcome back to another episode of maestro on the mic today i have with me another super special guest and she's basically a rock star in the yoga and movement space she has a book that we're going to be talking about extensively she travels the world right not right now Uh, we are in the time of coronavirus but she travels the world teaching educating empowering and she dropped a phenomenal line at a course i was at with her uh, i'm gonna hopefully not butcher this but she says something along the lines of we need to be less concerned with overstretching and more concerned with underloading and in that moment the court i just ended the course i was like okay we're done jules has just spoken and we are done so without further ado welcome to the show my friend jules mitchell welcome homie hi thanks for having me thank you for coming on i know we uh I'm not, I'm not sure what else we have to do besides uh, you know, revamp your programs and, and sit and nest inside. But uh, thank you, really, for making the time because I know that yeah. it's not it's not easy to do right now. So yeah, I'm gonna I just flip been the mic. Like six hours a day lately. <laughs> but this is the thing. Like people tend to think like, oh, we got more time now. And I'm like, actually, sure. we don't. I I feel like I have less time now. But uh, I want to flip the mic to you. And why don't you tell the people who you are? Oh boy, my favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, who I am—that's tough. Uh, I basically consider myself an educator, and it's mostly in biomechanics, exercise science principles, and so on. But I, I really deliver it as a, as a message through a yoga lens. Um, there's just so like yoga is a really interesting space right now, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of questioning about yoga. And so a lot of people are kind of changing the way they practice and teach and they're even calling it movement. And I'm I'm still pretty yoga in my education. Like we we bring it back to the poses. It, it, so you know sometimes we can end up kind of doing mobility stuff, which is all great. All of that is great. But I consider myself a yoga educator uh, more than a movement educator, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's me. <laughs>
0: I like it. And how'd you get into this?
1: Oh wow, um, that's a long story, but um, I'll make it as short as possible. We got time, I, Jules. Yeah, we, <laughs> we do have time. That's right. Um, I started yoga in college and undergrad, so well over twenty years ago. <laughs> so I've I've always been somehow like a, you know a, a practicing yoga student. It's evolved over the years, obviously. You know, my practice is not what it was back then, and it's very different. Uh, but somewhere, you know, kind of down the road after college, after years of nightclub bartending, um, I started teaching yoga, and then everything for me changed. Suddenly, I had questions, and and not just in for teaching, but also in my own practice. And I, I like, I wanted to teach right. And mm-hmm. so I'd go to all these workshops and all these conferences and and I'd get all these conflicting answers by all these like, you know, air quote masters or, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I just yep. was like, I don't understand why, why is it okay to flex your back in this pose, but not in this pose? Like, I don't understand, you know, or in one yep. style and then not in the other style. Like, what's the difference? And I'd never really got any real answers. Um, so I just kind of through life circumstances, found myself finally in a graduate program. I wasn't able to do it earlier, just got parents I was taking care of and that kind of stuff. So I found myself in the graduate program as a, you know, as a practicing yoga teacher already. I already kind of had a, I was already doing educational stuff. Um, and I was an adult and I had my own business. And so I found myself in a biomechanics program, kind of on accident. I decided I wanted to do something with exercise science because I wanted to know more. And um, the dean of the department, when I went to kind of ask about, well, so what's this exercise science thing all about, you know, because um, I had studied like math and engineering and women's studies and all kinds oh. of other things in undergrad. And she looked, took one look at my resume and she's like, oh, you're going into biomechanics. And I didn't even know what it was. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, but it was because I had all the math that an engineer would require and all of the physics. And that's the gotcha. hardest part to teach in you know kinesiology. The biology oh, is easier to teach. Mm-hmm. So they put me into a program and I'm in my first biomechanics class, and we're like learning stuff about tissue behavior and mechanical properties of tissue, which like I knew that existed for material science. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. never even knew it existed for the human body. And like suddenly I was like, I think the answers to my questions lie here. And why does nobody in yoga, like, why isn't this part of our education program? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, somewhere in my first semester, I wrote a blog. And it turns out that lots of other yoga teachers had the same questions I did. And so I just kind of fell into, like, sharing information more and more and more. And so that's how I ended up doing it.
0: Didn't plan for it. <laughs> I think those are, like, the best stories. How does that tie in with... Massage therapy?
1: Um, not at all.
0: <laughs> I Perfect. don't actually.
1: I don't actually. So I have a massage license, but I don't, you can't actually hire me for a massage. I don't have any interest in that. Um, I got the massage therapy license a little bit later just because I do teach yoga teachers. Um, I teach a style of um, stretching called resistance stretching, which is kind of like a PNF basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like, if I'm going to educate people, I should have a license to touch people. Um, and then also there's that whole, you probably don't know too much about it, but there's a big conversation around yoga versus yoga therapy and all that stuff. So it's oh. it's kind of like the massage therapy license gives me a license with a state that is regulated. So I, have, I hold it in California and Nevada. So that's how it ties in. It's more just like a, a, a scope of practice.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like that. So if we circle back to the biomechanics and what you said originally was you want, you were taking these trainings and such because you wanted to like teach quote unquote, right. Yeah. The right way. How does that jive with what you learned in biomechanics? Did you discover a right way or you're like, <laughs> Oh, there is no right. Way. What, what happened there?
1: I was looking for a right way. <laughs> I learned really quickly that there isn't, you know, I thought mm-hmm. biomechanics, teach me the right way. And instead it showed me that there wasn't a right way. Um, but in that it wasn't like, it wasn't just like, Oh, well there is no, no right way. So it doesn't matter what you do. Mm -hmm. It was the exact opposite. It was like, there is no right way, but there are all of these factors that you can take into consideration for the individual that you're talking to or or working with, or the student, you know, the student group of students you're with. So instead of just saying this is safe and this isn't safe, it becomes a question of, for whom and what is their loading history mm-hmm. and you know what is their injury history. And so it, it enabled me to like get better at asking questions. You know, I think oh. the, the early question is what's right, what's wrong. And then you realize that's not the right question. So mm-hmm. then you start asking more refined questions. What populations would this be good for and would not? And then you even ask more refined questions like, and, and, you know, things that we used to be worried about, should we not? And so it just kind of the questions get more mature and, yeah. Um, more specific. So there's it. no right way. Yeah. But I, I have some it. funny, funny stories about being in the biomechanics lab with my friends, and you know, using EMG and force plates and like trying to like, you know, get the right handstand, you know, <laughs> it was like the, the data, the variables were like all over the place. I was like, I'm looking for a pattern. It doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> That's phenomenal. Jules, how does this tie in, or can you can you keep going into this with your book? So your book, her book, is called Yoga Biomechanics: Stretching Redefined. Mm-hmm. Wh- yeah. What's in this book? How do you bring in the biomechanics? What is what is this about?
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, that the <laughs> the book was a long work in process. Oh. Progress. It kind of started out with a like a master's thesis. So I had I was fortunate enough to have a thesis advisor who really like recognized that I wasn't like a twenty two year old in graduate school. So she recognized I had I had like a specific career goal, you know. So she mm-hmm, mm-hmm. suggested that my my thesis be a book, but you know, for yoga oh. teachers. So my master's thesis was a horrible first draft of this book. <laughs> it's like, um, but it was about stretching because I thought we were all getting stretching injuries because um, I had started to get some weird injuries, and there was all this talk about all this end range yoga stuff being bad. And there was that book that came out, like the science of yoga that was, you know, it's just like the the culture was starting to shift. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing all this research on stretching and learned a lot and, you know, finished the thesis and got, got my degree. And like, but it wasn't, it wasn't, I wouldn't, something that I wouldn't recommend anyone read. You know, it was just like all of my, all of my ideas like thrown together, you know, Um, like, you know, it was just, it was messy, so to speak. And so then about six months later, I was offered from the publisher a book deal. And I was like, so soon I have to write again so soon.
0: Uh, But then I realized
1: I had to like, like actually come up with a real story, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. where this book came from. So I started with stretching and range of motion and all that stuff. And when I was starting to actually write for an audience, um, I really realized that that the range of motion stuff was less interesting. And what was really more interesting was the tissue mechanics, you know, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Um, the adaptability of tissue, the resilience of tissue, the... Um, fact that that our connective tissue is alive with cells and is turning over all the time things that you know we're like we just learned like if it hurts don't do it you know like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and or if if you don't have this avoid it and it's like that's not actually how we build resilience you Mm -hmm. know uh so i i i in the book i talk about what biomechanics is just so people understand, because I think it's misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't understand. The, they don't know what force is. So I, yeah. I break it down into some basic physics, and then I'm like, okay, and then we're not going to talk about this stuff anymore because it's not as useful as understanding tissue. And so the book kind gotcha. of moves into tissue mechanics, hence the stretching redefined. It's like like talking about tissue under tension and how it behaves instead of stretching for range of motion.
0: Ah, gotcha. Uh, if people are interested in this book, how can they get it?
1: Um, I suggest they go to my publisher. Um, I know okay. it's on Amazon, but it's better for me and better for the publisher if you get it from the publisher because they're like a niche you know, Done. publisher out of the UK. Yeah. Uh, but they have a little trick if you're in the US and you go to their website, Handspring Publishing, um, and you enter your email for their newsletter, they'll send you a discount code and free shipping code before you buy so if you do that then you can get it delivered for free and get a discount
0: there you go we will put that in the show notes for you guys i want to keep on keeping on with this concept this this i don't know concept idea here of of teaching tissue tolerance and loading and, and things like that is this what you bring into your in-person stuff or maybe you should back it up a sec Jules, can you tell us more about your in-person trainings? <laughs>
1: um, yes. So I I do bring all of this into my in-person trainings. Um, just recently, in this last year, I have actually kind of revamped all my slideshows to uh, kind of mirror the progression of the book because the book is pretty technical. I would, I would mm-hmm. actually say it's more along the lines of a textbook reading it's very technical, very dense. I don't okay. I don't leave anything out. And I I assume some of some of the readers are gonna read read it over and over and read certain sentences over and over. I mean, there's some sentences that took me three days to write. <laughs> so wow. uh, so the the live workshops kind of follow the same trajectory so that if they people can like use the live course to help supplement their understanding of the book. Um, especially if people are using it for teacher trainings, I think that's a really nice way for me to present the material so they can digest it and then pass Mm -hmm. it on. Um, but then I do lots of application and apply it to actual, you know, what we're doing in yoga poses and, and, you know, the, the old idea of avoid this, avoid that, and how that isn't actually preparing us for the things that we do want to do. So, Yeah. That's your your
0: training your, your trainings based on what we are our kind of brief discussion we had before now clearly I've never taken a yoga teacher training um, but one thing that jumped out at me actually two things one of them was that you said three hundred hours mm-hmm. not I feel like the normal number right here is two or standard number right here is two hundred is it okay so if we could talk about that and also you said something about twenty people. In a house. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's so can you tell us what does it look like your your trainings?
1: Okay. So that's kind of funny. Um so my weekend courses that I just travel all over, just three day courses, they're just continuing education for existing yoga teachers, you know, like like when you have a bunch of people Mm -hmm. come to your course, it's continuing ed. Uh, when I do an actual teacher training, it's a 300 hour because kind of the way our system is has developed for good or bad uh, mm-hmm. is that t- you you learn to teach in a 200 hour. And then if you want the next level certification, you get an additional 300 hours. So I don't teach new teachers for the most part. Right? My gotcha. My school that I teach is to teachers already teaching. So okay. why I love that is that means that I actually don't teach them how to teach yoga because they come from very different backgrounds. You know, there's so many different styles of yoga and I don't, I'm not interested in having them all walk out of my training, teaching Jules Mitchell yoga or sequencing Mm -hmm. in my way, you know, but what I'm more interested in is they understand the principles so that they can apply it to the systems that they already teach. Uh, ah, so John. they work in groups and there's a lot of collaborations and there's a lot of sequencing and case study projects they have to do. And they are allowed to bring in their knowledge that they already have and their way of teaching. But if I ask a question, why did you choose that version of this pose? They have to defend it with a real reason, not like, you know, Got just cause <laughs> or yeah, my teacher. Like said. You know? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, So it's really like a lot about critical thinking. They actually read research, um, and then, you know, get in conversations, what they think about the research, they explore each other's biases. Like, it's really more about, um, about applying critical thinking to the way they teach yoga. So yeah. that's what my training yeah. is. The house thing is, in an attempt to make it affordable, um, when I first launched it in this way... I just decided to, you know, I live in Vegas, so I rented this yeah. huge mansion um, cool. and basically put four people to a room with, you know, their own bathroom and a huge property with a pool and brought in a caterer, and it's like a sorority house That's, <laughs> for wow. yoga teachers. Yeah. Um, and it's also like a majorly net- networking. It's like a great yeah. networking event because it, I attract a certain type of teacher that has a certain curiosity, you know, so they just make really great lifelong friends and they go on to create their own workshops and courses together and like support each other. It's really great. Um, wow. so that's supposed to start in a couple months. This The 2020 version, they basically come for two weeks and they go home for the summer and then they come back for two weeks. Uh, cause wow. 300 hours is about four weeks of training. Yeah. yeah. So I let them go home and implement the ideas and then come back. Cause I think four weeks at once is too much. Yes. Um, so We'll see what happens uh, yeah. because I don't know if we're going to be gathering in groups of twenty. So yeah. the, the June part might be online this year, and then the September part will be live. We'll see. Yeah,
0: it'll, it'll be back in some regard. This is fascinating to me. I, one of the things I love hearing about is just how people structure their businesses and how they structure their experiences. And the, mm-hmm. this, like, that's unheard of to have a four first First of all, a four-week program, mm-hmm. and then. The fact that it's split up, I love that. Yeah, and then you actually are like all staying together and creating this community. Like yeah. this is and then unheard I bring in of. A
1: caterer, so then, like we <sighs> break for lunch and food is served. Do you like you know it's what I amazing. mean? Like in the yes. house, like it's it's great. Um, oh man. That being said. I just launched my 2021 dates and I'm not doing the house next year. <laughs> I know.
0: I just I got know. so excited and you just said no.
1: Well, I might do it again one year. I don't know, but what I I did instead was I like got a conference center basically mm-hmm. and um and get letting people get their own housing. Yeah. And I did wow. that for a couple of reasons. It's a tremendous amount of work to yeah. manage the housekeeping. Um, and personalities of so many people. I mean, it's always amazing. It's just exhausting. It's a lot, and also teach. You know, yep. uh, which is why I have so many guest teachers. I bring in like you know, Greg Lehman and Tahar Grove. Like we bring gotcha. in some some great um, great pain scientists and stuff. Um, but I'm just gonna try it out for one year and and see if they get their own Airbnbs or hotels or you know they're all near. Everything's really easy and nearby. Totally. You know, they, Totally. And also I feel like some there's some people that don't want to share rooms in a house with mm-hmm. other people. And so mm-hmm. I think after a few – this will be my third year like this. I'm just going to give the other type of personality an opportunity. <laughs> you
0: yeah. know, I think I'll go yeah. back and forth between them. I love the it. End. You have the option. Yeah. You you kind of slipped in there, and I want to tease that out a bit more, that you attract a certain type of, of teacher. Um, and I was actually going to ask, like, who comes – to this, those kind of stuff, Who, what is the audience like?
1: Um, a lot of them lead their own 200-hour trainings. That's oh. probably the most common, you know, because they're teaching mm-hmm. new teachers and they want to give them solid information from the beginning. So I would say that's probably the most common. Uh, then I just have people that are like, you know, a lot of people that are already from a science background you know, like last year we had a physio, we had actually a pharmacist, like, you know, people that in, Mm -hmm. in their previous life were, had a science background are now teaching yoga. You know, sometimes they, you know, they left the workforce or they retired or, or they had kids and, you know, and they're kind of looking for something that along those lines that has research and critical thinking. And so you'll get that as well. They're not necessarily going out to, Um, change the world. They just, they want something that is, you know, intellectually challenging. Um, That would be like probably the the two most common. Most of them, you know, own a studio,
0: teacher training, that kind of stuff. Jules, what, I actually, I'm trying to think, I think I had uh, Cecily on on last Mm -hmm. week and asked her the same question. Like, what gives you the confidence, I think this is remarkable, to start your own 300- hour training mm-hmm. uh, the, super that's easy a lot.
1: this is the training i wanted <laughs> i love it so i didn't like i didn't sit there and go like i mean if you ask me what gives me the confidence now you go into imposter syndrome and all that like i just basically was like i'm gonna build build the training that i wanted yeah. you know and i built the training and then it was like people wanted it too and that was like that's I, from the beginning i've just always just like put my head down, share my work, and trust that people have the same questions that I do. And the way I deliver my content, like, it's okay to leave there with more questions. Like, so it's, again, it just attracts a certain mindset, people that are really open to being like, I don't need to know all the answers. I just need to know, get more information so that I can make the best educated choice with the information that
0: I have. So good. I want to keep on with that in terms of sharing information and, and helping people learn. So you said, and we know, coronavirus is here and 2020 dates are kind of I don't know, up in the air, but you also have things online to help out with people. I'd yes. love to start off with your book club.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The book club is actually turning out to be pretty cool. Um, So after I wrote the book, I kind of had like some postpartum, (laughs) like I didn't want to look at it. (laughs) Like I just wanted my life back. Like, I mean, I, like I literally, it was, it was like a a relationship ended during the book. It was not easy. Um, And so, and so I kind of just like set it aside. And then I was realizing that people had been reading it and just had questions and, you know, I'll be honest. There's not money. There's not a lot of money in publishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'm kind of like, well, what can I do to like make this book like visible, yeah. you know, like totally and so I the book club and the book club is you have to attend. Like it's not, I, I, I insist you can only miss one um, mm-hmm. because I want it to be live and interactive. I don't want to just talk to a computer and record it. So you sign up for the book club um, you get, everything's automated. You get email links to like Google forms. So you can submit your questions. Um, I send a list of discussion topics for each chapter. There's six chapters. So we meet once a week for six weeks. Uh, we meet online. I, I, take the questions that everyone submits and I rearrange them into a nice narrative, like so that it's just not all choppy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I get online, we have an hour and I go through the questions and I like review the chapter and I look at discussion questions and they use the chat function to ask me further questions. I record it and, you know, let them watch it, put up on Vimeo and let them watch it. It's actually really fun. And for me it's been great because I'm now in the middle of my fourth book club and wow. I actually like my book. I <laughs> I like this. Okay. Go, every once in a while, because I'm now I'm forced to like read it and look in it. Yeah. Because like, they they're like, on page, blah, blah, blah. You said this, you know? Like, <laughs> oh. And I'm like, wow, that's a really like well-written sentence, you know? <gasps> and at the same time, I see where sentences like, you know, like an and another edition could be like I could make this one better, and I could explain that better. So it's like I'm really my hands are dirty with the book. i'm I'm loving it. Wow. Yeah.
0: And is this people that are in this are have they already read it? Are they currently reading it? both?
1: I'm gonna say it depends it? a little bit of everyone. like cool. I remember um yette in Berlin. um she she came to my workshop in in Surrey in Switzerland, and um, she had just been in the book club. And I didn't bring my book on the plane because, it, you know, it's heavy. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> and so exactly. I just borrowed hers. Like, she was sitting in front of me at the live workshop. I borrowed her book, and I think every single word was highlighted. And I was like, wow, you really <laughs> read this? <laughs> you know? And, like, there were, like, 4,000 little, like, stickies in it, you know? And then I think some people, like, skim a chapter and never submit any questions and just mm-hmm. sit, sit back so and, and learn, listen Yeah. To- overarching narrative and I'm okay with that you know I'm cool I get questions every time and but I don't get questions from everybody you know so it's like I don't know it just works out people I, I think some it. people want to hear about it and then read it some people want to read it and then hear about it um, anything it's all good I love it
0: so if people are interested in and they want to like check this out how could, how do they do that just Go to my go?
1: website and it's you know the there's a under book there's a drop down menu and then there's book club you just sign up for the book club um, I do different times all the time because I want it to be live. So it, it, mm-hmm. people like, you know, in major different time zones, parts of Europe, they struggle. Right now we, yes. have, we have someone from Taiwan who's getting up at five in the morning to join, you know. Oh, oh, um, uh. So I try to each time I launch one, I do it on a different day at a different time to give people options. I like it. Um, but I, I, I am eventually going to do a recorded one that I will – sell to people in a different time zone is just it just isn't at the top of the list right now but I, I will offer that one day
0: I love, it. I love it by the way guys the website is JulesMitchell.com. it will be in the show notes but this is how Jules markets by not saying anything about her stuff it's
1: and perfect. then also <laughs> I, I don't know when you're when this is gonna go live but um, the next one starts in May and it's accelerated so we meet oh. twice a week for oh. three weeks because everyone's home in May (laughs) yes,
0: Yes. Um,
1: or many people will be home in May. Mm -hmm. And I also have, um, have, have major discounts. So you can pay full price if you want, you can pay like, it's like $60 off, um, or like $110 off. The whole course is only 95, 195. So like one of the discounts is more than 50% off. So that's my gift to the, uh, yoga community for being out of
0: Um, yeah out of work right now so if yeah if you're if you're
1: not teaching in may then jump
0: on the may one because you have a slight I love it Mm -hmm. I love it I want to keep going with that because not only do you have this this book um, in the book club but you have online education as well Mm -hmm. like yes in person is magical but right now we don't know what's going on with that and you have you have other options and opportunities for people can you tell us more about that
1: yeah, um I have a lot of like produced courses that are just available for immediate download. Um a couple of them like yoga biomechanics is just a real basic introduction to biomechanics if you like need a place to start and just want to get oriented. Um and then and I actually just recently updated that one last year. The I just felt like the narrative needed to be updated, so I did mm-hmm. redid the voiceover. Um, and then I have like beyond yoga alignment, which is also kind of theory slideshow where people can kind of question their alignment rules that they've been taught. And then the rest of the ones I have are kind of specialty courses that include lecture theory and video applications. So I have like one about the SI joint with Catherine Bruni Young. Um oh, perfect. the incredible SI joint, which is refreshing from all yes. the bad
0: things you hear about. The it's SI always joint. my it's out. It's out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
1: So it's That's a really great. positive spin. Um and doesn't doesn't um deny, you know, anyone's personal experiences, but just kind of speaks about it in a more positive way.
0: Yes.
1: Uh and then I have some like, you know, a mobility course, uh, mobility-based conditioning with my friend Charlie Reed. And I have um a resistance stretching course and then also a course with my friend Catherine, on hypermobility which is um, i think really great for the yoga yes.
0: community as well Big so right now
1: yeah so a variety oh. of things
0: you guys got options they are all on the website julesmutual.com uh, and we will put that in the show notes
1: also a sale on those
0: oh go um, talk please yeah. share
1: so the book club the sale is on a drop down menu you don't need you don't need a code or anything But right now, because of the circumstances, everyone being at home and not working, um, I have two discount codes for those downloadable courses. Uh, Home 50 gets you 50% off, and Home 25 gets you 25% off. So that way you can pick what's best for you right now, um, what suits you the best, because times are hard, I know.
0: You are remarkable. Remarkable. All That's right, totally. so let me put that in there.
1: So I, that way, we don't have to rush. You know what I mean? Like I really totally. wanted to make sure that people had time. to yeah, You got to think time. About it. Yeah, got time to make
0: that purchase. Yep. Uh, I I want to keep going with that. I have my eye on the time, but I want to keep going with that. So just speaking to the times right now and what's going on. You're you're big in the yoga space, and I'm I'm guessing I'm assuming that a lot of people are asking you, like, or you're hearing, you your finger on the pulse. What are your feelings with with pivoting and moving? Courses. I don't want to say courses. Classes mm-hmm. online. Um. I mean, I'm so glad
1: we have online. Like, I actually just started privates up again, and I did a private online this morning. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm so glad we have it as an option, but it's just not the same. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it just like I'm. I love online learning. Trust me. I you know I consume all kinds of online content, but I also like. I just also like to be in person. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I think, I think what will happen is when things go back to normal, I think that the online presence will stay, but I also think that the live stuff will eventually come back as well. Absolutely. And I think some, I also think there'll be a little bit of a split among people. Like I think some people are going like, actually this online stuff is better for me. And mm-hmm. some of the extroverts are like, I can't wait to get back into it, <laughs> yes. you know, back into the gym. I got me to be the first one there when the doors open. And so I think it's nice, like we're making things more accessible for different types of people and different backgrounds and different, you know, different, different sources yeah. of trauma or physical abilities or anything, you know, so we're making things more accessible by with online. And I think there will just kind of be um, two paths and they will both be important.
0: I totally, totally agree. And I love that you said it's not the same. And I, no. I really hope that people realize like, don't try to make it the same. Because no. it's not.
1: It's not. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> can't you can't be. You have to adjust and adapt. Um and also it depends on your technology and and like you can do anything with an iPhone nowadays, but there are some things that that mm-hmm. you can do better when you invest a little in technology, <laughs> you know. So, so, and and that's okay. You don't. I'm not saying you need to invest in the technology, but like, if I move my my teacher training first module online, which is very yes. likely, I'm I'm going to have to step up the game yes. because. That's going to be some really heavy content, versus if I'm doing a 30 minute private lesson, that's a little easier to adapt to an iPhone. So I think people just need to pay attention to that. You know, I'm not saying like spend a bunch of unnecessary money on technology, but really think of what you're doing and make sure that technology that you select reflects the product that you're offering. Yes, you know,
0: hundred percent. I could not agree more. While yeah. I could go on, I'm like. In my head, I'm like, I love talking about technology. I can talk about it, but let's I save know, that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I that's like my gem, But mm-hmm. I, let's let's couch that. Um, what I what I really actually want to hear for, hear about from you is because you talked about it earlier. So we're circling back here, um, and basically asking if you want better questions, you gotta excuse me. If you want better answers, you gotta ask better questions, and that's kind of where you went from like the right is this right mm-hmm. or wrong and moving down that rabbit hole. One of the things that I get asked by Teachers of any of any sort, as long as they're teaching a group, is how do I make these things that would be a lot easier to manipulate or modify for an individual? How do I make that accessible, appropriate? How do I deliver that for a group?
1: Yeah, that's a, a tough one. Um, my actually, my my the way my teacher training is formatted is that one module is all for group classes, and then Mm -hmm. one module is all for privates because it is a different, you know, it's a different format. Um, And, you know, it's hard because you can't be responsible for everyone in a group. And I think that's the biggest problem is that we're – yoga teachers, especially new ones, are made to believe that they're in charge of of the student when the student has autonomy and so that therefore – the teacher, the best thing a teacher can do is teach in such a way that the student learns about their body and is able to make choices for themselves and that the like teacher that. stays out of the way. Um, but that's hard to do because, you know, it's not the way our education works in general. I mean, not yeah. even just in yoga, but like in, just in yep. academics as yep. well. You yep. know what Everything. I mean? Just like the culture that's just, it's you know, teaching to give autonomy is just not the, the default. It's like, I said it earlier, I was, I was so lucky to have a thesis advisor who like, let me do what I wanted. You know, it was like very, like, I I recognized that I was fortunate because not all my friends that have taken graduate programs have advisors that are like that. They just want them to work on their research, you know? And my advisor was like, well, what are your questions? And like, you know, and like, I, I remember saying, I wanted to lo- learn about stretching and she's like, okay, well then go to the research, start with muscle. And I'm like, can't you like, tell me? Yeah. <laughs> <And she's> like, <laughs> nope. I was like, oh, this is awful. like You're my advisor, advise me. And she's like, start <laughs> with muscle. <laughs> oh,
0: shit. Oh
1: <laughs> um, but so I think that's like, it it just takes a shift in the education paradigm and you know in the pedagogy of the way we do things. So, uh, it takes a while.
0: I mean, that's why I love what you're doing. I feel really honored to have you on because you are leading the charge with that and creating critical thinkers. Uh, because it's it's kind of few and far between these mm-hmm. days. So, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. I want I want to tease out one more thing and then I'll let you go. Okay. Uh, in your bio or reading one of your bios, I don't know, I read something and you said that one of someone who's had a heavy influence on you is Gil Headley. Mm -hmm. And I I hope my audience knows who he is. If they don't, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But could you speak to that influence?
1: Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Clearly, like you can't go down a path of studying biomechanics and not take up an interest in anatomy, right? Yeah. Um, anatomy being, um, you know, the naming of parts. <laughs> um, so, so when you start studying anatomy um, at a deeper level beyond naming the parts, then you start asking questions and you start looking at things like um, evolution and starting to st- start to look at things like embryology because, mm-hmm. uh, things change and adapt and evolve. Right. And so yeah. now you have this like anatomy perspective that is, um, not just about the parts, but about how the parts got there. Where did they come from? You know, um, embryology, I mean, where did they come from and how they get there in the individual. And then, you know, the, in, in evolution, like, you know, as a population. And so, and then now you can tie in biomechanics because evolution and we're live on this planet with gravity and we move. And so it just, it all becomes yeah. this one big, um, like for me, spiritual practice, like the awe of life and, and, you know, evolution and that, that kind of awe is, and reverence is like, I, I learned that from Gil, you know what I mean? Like he's... Uh-huh. He, for those who don't know he leads you know cadaver dissections, so you'd think it would be this weird kind of you know gruesome thing, but it it is a you know it's a um it's a journey into you know the phenomena of life, so to speak, and so I think that reverence um he instilled in me, and I remember my first course with him we had to like go around in a circle and you know what are we here for and I had some like nerdy graduate school, like, well, I would like to see what a ligament, da da da, you know, like, you know, and I'm sure he was like, yeah, that, that answer is going to change, you know? Yeah. And then um, in all the years that I've gone back, cause I go back almost every year, you know, the, the, I didn't have anything to prove anymore cause I realized mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. And, um, and I, my, my reason always like, why am I here? Is like, I spend so much time with the facts, reading research and consuming research that sometimes I just want to go and get like totally wowed, totally yeah. awed with the unknown. And that's what that, that's what he does. Um, so yeah, he he I would say I've learned the most about anatomy, and then another another um man named Yap van der who's out of Europe, but I don't think he's teaching right now. But it's interesting that that you know Gil has a background in ethics and Yap van der has a background in philosophy, and I find it fascinating that my biggest anatomy teachers are you know philosophers and ethicists like there's something there you know and not like virgins you know
0: that is Mm -hmm. i was not expecting that answer at all (laughs) jules and that's phenomenal Mm -hmm. i was not expecting that at all i mean like you said he works with cadavers and you kind of expect like oh it'll tie you into what you're doing and Mm -hmm. that he gave you that that's Mm That's yeah. Gil, though, that's amazing. Yeah, that's... it is
1: Gil, and I think it like interestingly shows up in parts of my book too. Because there are like parts where I just kind of veer off the you know reporting data and and take yeah. a moment to like step back at the awe of you know of of yeah. this you know massive continuity, and so it shows up in its in, in its little subtle ways. I think
0: <laughs> that is super refreshing to hear just I, I think that as soon as you know the hard science comes into things which I love it's it you know I that's what I mean that's what I understand but as soon as that comes in for a lot of people then you lose the forest through the trees mm-hmm. and that's and really nice important. To hear. yeah
1: you know and you need one to pull you out of the other and you need the other uh-huh. to pull you out you just it's a constant um yeah constant that's unknown so and so ties really well into yoga for me just because yeah you know, I'd like when I was first studying yoga, like I studied everything. Like I took every course you could I've taken two semesters of Sanskrit. Like, you know, I've just oh. like I like I did Jules. all the philosophy <laughs> courses. Like I'm just I, I was raised by academics, so I just like you know, I, I just okay. soak up I've been in school my whole life. Um and and it wasn't until like I didn't know what kind of teacher I really wanted to be. I just wanted to know it all. And then it was once I really like got into biomechanics, I I kind of stopped teaching some of the other stuff, because if you want to learn about the spiritual practices of yoga, there are people that are far more qualified than me, even though I have a back, you know, background in it, but like, Mm -hmm. like I'm so specified, like specialized now that I'd rather just kind of stick with my specialty. Um, And so, but the, the yoga practice in itself is for many a spiritual practice. And so for me, I think that, that awe of human life kind of, the phenomena of existence kind of became my spiritual practice,
0: you know, transferred over. (laughs) So good. Jules, (laughs) this is all so, so good. This is why I brought you on. I'm like, this is phenomenal. You guys listening, you know, I try to bring people on so that you can hear them, fall in love with them, hear their story, and really get to know them, you know, more than you may just from, you know, Reading a book or just checking them out yeah. on, on, on Instagram. <laughs> so, like, it's really nice to hear all of this, this side of all of this about you and get to dive a little bit deeper into things. Like, I have that last answer, I was not expecting that at all. And that's cool. so awesome to me. Like, it's just so, so awesome. <laughs> so, I, I'm going to wrap us up. But before I do, I'm going to do two things. One, you guys listening, like I was saying, I bring people on so you can hear their styles, right? I've, I've kind of been on the, the yoga teacher kick and we've got very different, but also a lot of similarities in terms of people who've been on here. We had Cecily on, we had Catherine on, Carrie's coming on, uh, we have Jules on. And the, the goal here is that you guys get to hear from these different people and, and really hear what they're about. And then hopefully go in and pick your own adventure and, and dive deeper. So Jules isn't the best with promoting her own stuff. So once again, (laughs) if you go to julesmitchell.com, it's all there. She has online education. She has a book. She has a book club. She has in-person events. They will return 2021 for sure. Um, But that's already up there too. So you can check that out. And they'll
1: return later 2020. I mean, maybe not all of them, but I think a lot of them will. Um, I think people will be
0: ready Um, uh for sure flocking i think they will be flocking so you guys have all of the options now i'm going to flip the mic one more time back over to jules this is how i end every episode do you have anything that you would like to leave the people with in terms of just words things you haven't said you didn't get to say during the podcast just
1: whatever Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I just, feel. I really, I'm like, we're all so consumed right now. It's weird to do a podcast in this time because I know that, you know, it's a snapshot in time and someone listening to this in a year, you know, it's going to yep. be like, what was going on? Right. Like, Isn't that crazy? You know? So We're all just like, like just trying to take care of ourselves. And I think the most important thing that i just kind of want to leave with everyone is that we should all remember to be kind um it's very like the stress that we're dealing with especially with the uncertainty so many small businesses are struggling so many studios are struggling you know so many independent teachers are struggling right now and it's easy to um just get totally demoralized or to, to get a little angry and lash out when you see stuff that somebody else is doing or, you know, so totally. I just like, just be with, be with it and be okay with it. <laughs> like, and, and, it and be nice about it. You just don't know the stresses that people had going on before all this started. Um, so yeah, that would be, you know, when, if you're consuming social media, especially right now, just yeah.
0: <sighs> that's all. I love it. It's so true. It's on every account there, especially, you know, I've been thinking about that, too, because I record a bit in advance, and I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of switching some of the episodes around because things change so quickly that I'm like, this episode may not be relevant in two weeks. (laughs) So just, -hmm. it is, it's Mm -hmm. it's such a profound, unprecedented time. So, I mean, I think that what you just said, though, is applicable and appropriate to all times of be kind. Yeah.
1: And I mean, like, I have same thing. I have Instagram posts that are ready to go, and I can't post them because I'm like, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. But that being said, if I do post them, I hope somebody understands that it's all I got. And you know what? It, so it's like <laughs> exactly. be understanding, be, be understanding. understanding. That nobody knows what to do right now. And That's so they, they're going to mess up, and it's going to be okay.
0: <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Jules, thank you thank for everything. You. Thank you. This is this is absolutely phenomenal. So thank you for taking the time. I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank
1: you so much.
0: Of course. You guys listening, thank you. I know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, we are both endlessly, endlessly appreciative. If you liked it, I'd love some stars. If you loved it, do me a solid and be kind. That's all I'm going to ask. Right? Be kind, be understanding. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Jules, and Maestro, out.